Travis. <laughs> I literally feel like I've been in a blender for the last hour, mate. I do, but for a different reason. Jesus, footy. Bloody hell. Who said that? Sir Alex Ferguson. Bloody hell. Oh. I cannot believe it. I literally yeah. cannot believe what my eyes have just watched. You must be shell shocked. Ob is on his way. Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be a man of a few words, man, because I literally do not know what's just happened to my team out there today, man. We got blitzed. Like, oh, it was it like. Was in the end, it was embarrassing. Listen, I'm going to yeah. go straight into the comments because my man Josh is straight in the comments while we wait for Obi. Who's Josh? He's a true gooner. True oh. gooner. He's a top lad. He's only just turned 16, but his channel is brilliant. Absolutely flying. Josh, nice. thanks for joining us. Liverpool are back. Boom. You're not wrong there, kid. With a bang, mate. Oh, yeah. Up, up the pool. <laughs> United humbled. Humbled. Yeah. Nunes and Gapo cooking. For those that watched this morning's stream, Travis, I did call it, didn't I? I said, you watch Gapo get linked with Man United for the whole of 2022. He's ended up at Liverpool. You watch him bag today. Written in now, the stars, mate. I don't know if I... Um, discounted what he was capable of, but he bagged two. Um, and I put in the group chat after half an hour, he's the best player on the park. I could smell something coming, but it was so tetchy that first, um, that first half until we got the goal, and then that second half was a capitulation. We've got nine people watching, everyone's tuning in to mm. see the, the Liverpool seven Manchester United nil. I'm not sure and if they're tuning in. I, I think they might be tuning in to see if you turned up, Trav. So oh, I was always going to be here. Win, lose, I'm going to give but... big respect to you. <laughs> my head's off. My head is off. I can't, I can't deny it. My head is absolutely on Mars at the minute, man. I, I, I don't know what to say because, like, we'll get into the game in a minute, but just in terms of trying to reflect on what I've just seen, like I am absolutely shell-shocked with the result, the performance. Do you know what the worst thing about it is? Uh, I think I know, Abs but go on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> absolutely everything that could have gone wrong in one game went wrong in one game. The players that scored, our players who got toasted, like Martinez getting mullered by Salah and stuff like that, Gapo bagged two, Nunes bagged two. I've been killing them for the last few weeks and that they're washed and they're finished and they just took us to time, man. And that's the worst thing about it. Everything that could have gone wrong when you kept another clean sheet, we didn't bag, we let we packed in seven. Do you know what I mean? Like, how can you pack in seven? Like, I've been smashing Ollie to pieces as well for like losing five nil to Liverpool and stuff. Ten off just lost seven nil. Do you know what I mean? He, he's got to ask some serious questions. We've got to ask some questions of how we approach the game today. Like, not from necessarily from the start, but 
just how how we manage that second half in terms of the temperament of our team and, and the way we reacted to conceding goals. And Anfield's just not a place where your team can give up. Like, even if it's two and three and it's painful, and you normally sometimes against certain teams, you throw the towel in and teams are happy to take the three and nil and just see the game out. Liverpool aren't one of those teams, especially at Anfield. They're not one of those teams where you can just see the game out at three nil and they will just be satisfied with it. They want the fours, they want the fives they, and they smelt blood today and we were on our ass and we just got it handed to us. It's as simple as that. There's no other way to put it. I'm, I'm absolutely devastated with the performance and the result. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Let, let's slow it down a little bit, OK? I'm going to jump in the comments. I'm trying to get through it fast, mate, <laughs> and I slow it down, bro. You're mad. I, I need want to get uh, off this thing, I mate. need to save save this for when for when OB is there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to just jump in the comments and... Uh, uh, sorry, mate. Uh, can, tell us a little bit more. I don't. OB's saying he can't get in. One sec, mate. All right, mate. No, like, um, literally, I, I, like I said, I'm shell-shocked with the way that we capitulated in that second half. Like, again, I forget, the first half, it was only 1-0, bro. Like, how yeah, was it only 1-0 and we've lost 7-0? 7-0. Like, it's, this is going to take me a couple of days to recover from, man. W without a shadow of a doubt, I'm going to need a couple of ice baths, a few... Strong drinks, neat as well. <laughs> no mixes <laughs> at all. No mixes tonight, mate. It's just gonna go have to go down to recover from this because I I don't know. I probably seem more ha happier than I should be. But if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Do you know what I mean? You've oh, when it's seven nil, what else are you gonna do? But but yeah, I got to I, the. What, what I turned it on. Literally, I can remember three nil. Salah's pulled the trigger going in off the bar and all I heard was Martin Tyler go, Salah! And I just got the remote, yeah. <laughs> I just pressed the standby button. <laughs> I didn't even see it going. I was that fuming. I was like, oh, it's boring it. Like, it was just literally so funny, man. Here he is. OB turns up when it's 7-0 to Liverpool <laughs> against Man United. Get it! <laughs> I can't even tell if the camera's moving or not. Oh, he's here. I'm just living my best fucking life right now. Excuse <laughs> me. I shouldn't be swearing. No, you're good, beer. mate. Get the beers, mate. I'm living it. I'm Drink mate. it in, mate. Oh, what a... What, what, a... what a second half that was. And the oh, mad thing incredible. was that... I mean, I thought Liverpool had the better of the first half. I do. I think Liverpool were probably the ones who had more intent. United had a little 10-minute spell when Liverpool scored the goal at the right time. But... The second half just shows for me. I mean, there was one team wanting to win it. They, they won the first few balls early on in the second half and they just drove that team down. And United fell apart. I mean, mentality, yeah. the mentality was terrible. It yeah, was like crazy. they did not know what, what to do. Yeah, we didn't Martinez, is, at all. Martinez is just going around hacking people. Shaw's doing the same. Varane looks like he just doesn't want to be on the park anymore. Um Casemiro go. I didn't even see him. I've, I've took notes. I've took notes, Ob. It's like you're reading my notepad. I Casemiro said, I said, was one of them. I said Best just half, before I was you like, come on, Ob. I said just before you come on, like there's no excuse for the way we capitulated today. And, and I think Anfield isn't one of those grounds where you can give up. Like if you go behind in the game, like we did, like at one nil, you're still in the game. At two nil, 
it's a struggle. You don't you don't ever think you can ever turn that round and go on to win the game like Real Madrid sort of did. But we, we're sort of not in that place just yet. But at 3-0, the game was over. But you still have to run with people. You still have to put in effort. You still have to stop Liverpool scoring more goals because, like I said, Liverpool are not a team that rests on their laurels. If they get three, they want four. They want four, they want five. And today, we gave up. Like, that's the only way I can put it. We gave up at 2-0, I think, the game was done. The, the the standard of the goals we conceded, like I said, I only watched up to 4-0. I mean, I turned it off at 4. Did you have to turn it off? Yeah, I had to turn it off, mate. Because, like, at, at 4, the goals we let in were just awful. The standard of the goals, like, the second goal, it's like... I don't know if you've ever played FIFA before, but the ball's just bobbling around and I'm just like, someone just clear it. And, like, there's no one clearing the ball. Varane had an opportunity to clear it. Shaw had an opportunity to clear it. It's gone wide. Crossed it. Nunes taps it in 2 nila. And I just thought, we're just creating our own downfall. But then after that, Liverpool just came on into their own, just took hold of the game. And we couldn't cope with the intensity all over the pitch. There wasn't one player that I could say could walk away with a head held high from United. It was a terrible day for us. And it was we've like got watching to my, from that. Uh, my under-11 girls team. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It was like that at times. Listen, I got to jump man. in. I got to jump in the comments. We've got ten people watching. Big up everyone tuning in. Um, Dan from Two Blues is there. He said, "Oh no, Trav." I know. Oh uh, no. Oh, oh no. no son. Son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna he says, "I wouldn't be but... here if I were you, lad." See, that's the difference between <laughs> Trav. Yeah. I know he would be there no matter what, yeah. come rain or shine. Um, and what a day! Yeah. I announced. Um, onto the ball, onto Facebook for the first time ever, even though we're like five months old, we've got a thousand subscribers. I thought it's time to put it on to all my friends that I know because I get no end of inboxes saying, hey, you've got a podcast, what's the link? Let me watch it, things like that. So I've gone public. Liverpool 7, Manchester United nil. Pinch me. Is this <laughs> is this a dream? Um, is, Dan mad. says just 10 Argyle. <laughs> 10 Argyle. <laughs> Is this is this all part of um, Ten Hag's cooking, then, Trav? I just want. To oh know yeah, what, the du- the what, Dutch what, what, what pot. The Dutch pot had no heat underneath today, did it? It was just. It's one of them where I thought it was on, but it wasn't cooking. There was nothing cooking in it. I've gone to see it, and the gammon's still raw, mate. Ten Hag is <laughs> but just. But the bottom's t- fallen out, mate. You know what I mean? It's gone. On. Ten Hag is just burnt spaghetti. That's what he's just done. The first person on the planet to burn spaghetti. Oscar's in the chat. Yes, Liverpool. 7-0. 7-0. Painful. Ten Hag out. Well done for 1,000 subscribers. Thank you, Oscar. You're the man. We've yeah, got 12 thank you, people. Oscar. Right, listen. We've got 12 people watching. So now there's 12 people watching. I want to read out a statement from this morning. Okay? Travis might want to close his ears now. But no, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure this will be this will be everything that Obi has dreamed of. Okay? So before <laughs> the match... Ten Hag on coming to Anfield, he said, for me, it's no different. It gets better, Obi. The pitch is the same size everywhere. There are three referees. There's a fourth official. The ball is round. There is air in the ball. Huh? (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to Anfield, Eric Ten Hag. (laughs) Do you know what, Scott? Do you know what the beauty of that comment is? All of it? Someone like Gary Neville, who knows what it actually is to go Anfield as a, as a United player 
and to be under that pressure. And he talks about it all the time throughout commentary. And I thought a lot of his commentary was absolutely ridiculous today. It was terrible. But he did always say, and he always says every time them games are played, and he said it last season when we beat you. Was it 4-0 last season we beat you at Anfield? Yeah, 4-5. Who's counting? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think it was, I think it was nine nil on aggregate last season. I think we've we've dropped yeah, a bit. It's four nil at your place. Yeah, yeah. But um, he, he says no sideways passes early on. Don't give the don't give the crowd the chance for that fifty fifty challenge to be won because it will just lift them. Don't play the sideways pass. And he was saying it early on, and they were literally doing what he was saying not to do. And, he, and then he started trying to go, well, they're managing the game quite well and had a couple of chances and haven't scored the goals. And I was thinking, you've just given the game away. You had a couple of chances. You needed to score. They needed to score one of them chances. I mean, the Rashford won um, when he was through with Allison, and he underhits the ball. Mm. A top, top striker needs to take that. And he, he'll know that and he'll be walking yeah. away tonight thinking, I put that away. That's a different game of football. Yeah. I mean, the Nova, Rash the Nova was second. a threat all game, wasn't he? He's really well, dangerous. I was worried. I, I thought he was a threat first half. I mean, second half, I don't think any United players were a threat. I think, if anything, I think they just shrunk, which is mad, considering they went to the new camp this season, they didn't shrink, and they were up against it 2-1, and you know what I mean? They, they found a way, and they used, they used everything... You know what I mean? And, and, and it, they, they had depth to the team and their abilities were there and everything else. But today, I thought, I mean, I thought Varane was terrible. I thought Martinez was terrible. But Jack Poe, Nunes and Salah were absolutely brilliant, all three of them. And I know they give the man of a match to Salah. But I'm going to call out one player in particular. And I said to you boys on the group chat, the heartbeat of Liverpool is Andy Robertson. He just made. It feels like he's a heartbeat of the team. He's just he, everything. And he's took a bit of negative tackle. criticism recently, hasn't and he? Has. Really? And he has. And, and at the end of the day, he's probably deserved some of that, Scott, because he hasn't been in top form. But today, he wanted that more than anything, and he decided. He decided, and this is where top top players hit their mark. He decided it, it was going to be his day today. And you could feel that from him early on. The way he was taking the ball, the way he was taking the game to Anthony, the way he was putting United defence under constant pressure. And they just didn't want to be there. And he sensed that early on and he just made it absolutely horrible for them. And I think that's spread throughout the whole team. I really do. We've got so much to go through, but I need to keep jumping in the comments because uh, these guys are tuning in. Really appreciative of it. Remember, hit the like and the subscribe if you're new to the channel. It means a lot to us. Uh, Malia, my man, you watched this morning's stream. So pleased you're in here. Happy you won. He's an Arsenal fan. That's Man United out of the title race now. If they were ever in it, Obi, right? Let well, 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 let, let's ask Trav if he ever thought they were really in it. Come on. <laughs> were, were you ever in it? I've always said that it was always an outside chance for us. Always. I've always stood by that. Put him. Gone now, though. Oh yeah, it's gone now. Yeah, it's fourteen gone now. fourteen points with a game with a game only with a game in hand. It would go to eleven points if we won that game in hand, and we were never going to make eleven points upon Arsenal anyway. Let alone making up eight on City or whatever it's going to be now. So yeah, the title's gone. I think we just have to concentrate on the other two cop competitions and and consolidate our place in the top four. Still, will be a good season. Like I said, there'll be an inquest in today's into today's capitulation. It, because it's just not acceptable to 
give up at Anfield. Like it, it's it's going to be a lesson learned for Ten Hag just as much as it is for some of those players as well. Because you go two 0 down in a game like that, you can't stop running. You literally yeah. can't. As painful as it is, we stopped going with the players today and just let Liverpool swarm see, I didn't, us. And I didn't just, see it like that. Because still at 3-0, you were still getting the ball in good areas and still uh, an attacking threat. And I well, thought if it goes 3-1, I thought it was yeah. game over at 4-0. There was no belief yeah. from 4-0. Um, the, sorry, the, just the got to keep yeah, jumping go in the comments. Sorry, guys. I know everyone's excited That's to, all right. to, to absolutely tear United apart. And Eric <laughs> uh, Gracie said, Sunday fun days are back. Gracie, is that Joe Gracie from Facebook? Let me know if it is and uh, what you thought of the game. And did you see 7-0 to Liverpool on the horizon? Because I don't think anybody did. No, it's just insane. That. Oscar, 10 hogs at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, you can you can tell who his dad is, can't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> Liverpool, 10 hog nil. <laughs> Is that what I'm saying? It should have been ten. Um, but no, let, let's let's go into the first half to begin with because it was it was even certainly in terms of scoreline. But Liverpool were on top, feeling their way into the game. And mm. Ob, imagine what the score would have been if Man United weren't time wasting for pretty much any entirety of the first half that they could. It was unbelievable. I, all I, this I, I time wasting. I didn't understand it, Scott. I thought that... I don't think it was so much they were like, let's time waste for nil-nil. I think they were time wasting to frustrate us into making mistakes and pouring forwards to execute a game plan of counter-attack. Absolutely. I think they were trying to take the air out of the game. Um it's a common it's a common tactic. It's a common tactic, particularly on the continent. Um, even from early on. We've started to see it in the Premier League more often where they just slow the game down. The the, the goal kicks were weird. I think the goal kicks were really weird where they were um, purposely holding the two players back for absolutely ages. Now, you do see that occasionally, but then they were like kind of, they looked indecisive and there was nothing creative coming from it. So it'd be interesting from our perspective to know what was going further on the pitch there, whether that was a 10-hag tactic to try and draw Liverpool into that court, that short one, get it out to the lad who's halfway inside your own half out wide, and then whether there was a ball that they saw that they could get to Liverpool with. But apart from that, I, I just don't understand why a team would go and try and play out the game, like slowing it down. Because that, I, think know, the, I think they would try to do what Chelsea done to us in 2014, uh, which sounds a bit crazy because we're not going for the league. It's Man United that are going for the league. But it was almost like they wanted us to go in at half-time frustrated the slow tactics to then, like I say, pour forward so they could execute the counter. But yeah, it did. It looked odd, especially how early they started it. That whole, like you say, the goal kick, pretending they didn't know what they were doing, talking to each other. It was all a bit embarrassing. Sorry, Trent, yeah, it but it was. Weird. It's weird. It was weird. It just it, it wasn't a good look. It didn't look it didn't look like a team that really had confidence and own abilities to go and win the game. And I think that for me was probably and probably a little bit of a boost for the Liverpool team who, let, let's be honest, I know we haven't conceded goals in our, our last three, four now. Five. Um, in the league. Five. Five in the league. Yeah, but, five. Um, ultimately, we, we're we not the team we were last year. Um, I would have thought United would have gone and maybe tried to have a pop at us early on. And then you just didn't feel that. You didn't feel that from anything that they were doing. It was like they almost wanted to draw us in, counter us, give us the ball 
I mean, Liverpool fans were singing about they hardly touched the ball and the, the, the song goes, I mean, it's got swear words in it, but um, they, they didn't really look as if they wanted the ball. They didn't look as if they were confident from, <clears throat> from the moment they walked out on the pitch. Um, it was a really strange Man United performance for a team that are supposedly to be in title challenges will be next season or the season after. I just don't know what Ten Hag was doing. He got it completely wrong. He judged the Anfield atmosphere. It was like he walked into that. You remember that we used to talk about that tumble dryer thing, Scott, where you walk into the Liverpool tumble dryer and you love that. You absolutely love that, don't you? But um, The tumble dryer was back. Oh, it was back. And... It's like Ten Hag didn't know what it was. It's like he's got to learn these experiences. And this is kind of a reality check for him as a manager as well. I think he believed he was at probably at a certain level. He's getting a lot of hype and he's probably going to read some of it, even if he tries not to. He believes that his team is on the right track. He's got some really good players and he has. And he's got a team that are doing well. But that's a reality check for him. This Premier League is never easy. Um, and it also shows the rest of the Premier League. So, for example, Arsenal have still got to come to Anfield and we all know what will happen in that game. Uh, we, we know it. We do know deep, deep down. And it's it's kind of a, a, a marker to go, coming to Anfield's really, really tough. If you're, a, if you're a top six team, you want to come to Anfield, you want to get a result, you have to be title, title winners. You have to be a team that are going to win the title or do something really, really big. United showed to me today that they are they are a little way off that. Just in the mentality, the way they behaved in the second half, the way that they give up, and uh, beautiful. To be what fair, we, we, we have <laughs> we have agreed on that, haven't we, Trav? Like, obviously, Man United have come on strides from last season and the, the Oli mm. era, but with like all gas aside, when we're on yeah. the podcast doing being real, Man United are the the just. A few players short of, of proper challenging from the title. But if anything, it was the players that we've lauded this season that I think let you down the most today. Like in my notes, I've written Nemanja Martinez because <laughs> Nemanja was Vidic was terrible. one of the top, top centre-backs for Man United. Some say one of the best in the league ever. And Fernando Torres ripped him apart on more than one occasion. Yeah, This... Today has damaged Lissandro Martinez's reputation. He got absolutely turned inside out. And I'm not just on about by Salah on that right-hand side. I mean, the whole game, it was, as Obi says, he was in my famous tumble dryer. His head was all over the shop. Yeah, I think the shape and the discipline on the transition in the second half was poor, like really poor, like... The sap, the Gakpo goal. Don't get me wrong. The second gap, the second Gakpo goal was an unbelievable finish because he's not got a lot to go at. It's a superb finish, but how easily he gets in. Like you've got Martinez who goes to close Salah, then you've got Shaw, like sort of running alongside Martinez without really knowing what's behind him, and you've got to open your body up. He went back to that sort of defending square, just sort of happy to be there, and I think the shape on a lot of the goals was just awful. But, um, but what, what I would say to that, Trav, is that mm. Salah is the king of the tiniest space making a chance. So he is horrible to play against. And you hear a lot of defenders talking about the fact that he uses almost like 
quick movement and a quarter of the ball where you think he's going away and he goes the other way. And I understand that Martinez get done because everybody's going to get done now and again by players. Yeah. I think, I think it, ultimately it's about accepting it and going, right, okay, he's done me once, he's not going to do me again. What Martinez then went and started to do was, I mean, he come out and he hacked, was it Gakpo? Mm. And there was no need for that challenge. It was like, you're just putting your team under more pressure. And it's that behaviour that I think shows to me probably a little bit of growing in that player to do. And I'm not saying he's a crap player because he's not. He's, he's a good footballer. He is a good footballer, Martinez. But when you're up against world-class players and they are using, they're showing you the ball and then the ball's gone before you know it. It's gone through your legs and gone down the side of you and somebody else is in behind you. You've got to kind of learn and go, okay, so that's happened this time. What can we do to prevent it next time? Rather than just going and starting smashing, smashing into players and, and, and just losing his head, which is what he did and, and probably why he was hooked, to be fair. I don't think we managed the game well at all in that second half. Like, like I said, I don't think there was any player that can actually genuinely walk away and say that they managed that second half very well at all. As an individual, collectively, I don't think anything that we did in that game, even when young Garnacho came on, bless him, he was just that he had like three players on him all the time. He's trying to dribble three people. Like you said, he's got a lot of learning to do himself. He's, he's been absolutely fantastic, but you're not going to dribble, dribble through three Liverpool players when they when they're pumped and, and on the up like they are so it's about selection it's about decision making so we've got there'll be a lot learned from that experience as bad as it was today there'll be a lot that Tenag will, will learn from that not just for himself the players as well even the experienced players like you said Varane a few of those players Casemiro wasn't really as involved as he as he should have been in the game Varane got spun for a couple of the goals so yeah there's a, there's a, <clears> going to be a lot to learn collectively from the group I suppose and we're, I suppose we're I suppose it is one of them things and it's like you have been a few times this season and I'm not saying this in a horrible horrible way I'm trying to take the part, partisan nature out of it but you you lost 4-0 to Brentford 6-3 to City 6-3 to City and then lost it was 7-0 to us today yeah and learn from every single one of them to a point but I do think at times that kind of shows that there's a team that they start conceding and they don't know what to do to stop it and three times in a season is a lot for a team that are supposedly and I've, I've seen a lot of the games and I think I've been very impressed with United at points this season it shows a lack of discipline and a lack of ability to, to, to dig in deep when you're two or three nil down in a game um, yeah. Trav, sorry, I'm, I'm probably going to tee you up anyway. In this Go morning's on. in this morning's live preview, I, I spoke about hindsight, mm. and I spoke about maybe Ten Hag is he going to try and do something a little bit different that would alter Jurgen Klopp's plans in terms of his team selection and team formation. And we said mm. with hindsight, it will be an easy answer after the game. He's either going to have got it bang on and we're going to say he's some sort of genius or he's going to go a certain way and it'll go wrong and he'll either get slated for changing it or he'll get slated for going with what he's gone for the last 10 games when he comes to Anfield. And it was a little bit of both. So he still went with a 4-2-3-1, but mm. going with Bruno on the left, Veghorst in the hole, with Rashford up top and Anthony on, on the right, which I thought Anthony done well in the first half. And really, when we're talking about Man United 
positives. You can only talk about the first half because I can't think of any in the second yeah. half. But do you think, obviously, with hindsight, do you think mm. Ten Hag got it wrong and didn't respect Anfield or Liverpool enough? I don't think he got the selection wrong. I think, I think, um, obviously, like you said, this team's been on a great run. I don't think he was ever going to change change the lineup at all. I think what what he didn't do was sort of drum up the importance of of being able to handle the occasion. That was the biggest thing. And like you said, with I think he try he's trying to treat this like any other game. And what he needs to learn the most is that it's not like any other game. Um, I think that was the big mistake that he made because of the importance to the fans, the actual players, is that so, sort of psychological edge when you go into a Man United-Liverpool game that you have to have that sort of bit between your teeth as a player going into that game that there's a certain level of composure and temperament that you have to show, but then there's also that sort of steel that you have to show in the occasion as well. And there's a balance that you have to strike and everything has to go right on the day for you to get a result. And I think maybe... The way we mentally prepared the players, I think, was probably the biggest mistake that he's made. Um, obviously, what he portrays in the media, he may have been given a different message to the to his team than he does to the media to try and take the pressure off and alleviate that pressure. But it didn't look like it in the second half. It looked like we went to Liverpool, sort of thinking, "Well, we were the we we were the informed team. We should be able to just." not go there and get a result comfortably. We, we still ha would have had to have played well, but I think we just didn't really think about the occasion as much as, it, and, and the history of the of the actual fixture. And we, and we just took that sort of for granted and it showed in the second half because we got absolutely smashed. And we didn't know, how, like Obi saying, we didn't really know how to prepare or how to react to that, especially at 2-0 down. The game was gone, all the belief went, we stopped running with people, we stopped, following people and going with people. And 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 like you said, when Liverpool smell, smell blood, there probably is no better team in the league than Liverpool than a, when they smell blood and take advantage of, of frailties in, a, in an opposition. Listen, you probably think it's a coincidence, but this is the 1920 shirt when we won the league, OB. I don't know if you've noticed, but it's not a coincidence, OK? That was vintage Liverpool today. Let's move on to Liverpool. Everything that could have went right, went right. Cody Gakpo, let's start with him. He's building up ahead of steam. I'm absolutely delighted, delighted that I did not write him off after five games, which an old, an old Scott could have. You were nearly there. You were nearly. nearly. I was close. You were close. But I said I learnt my lesson from writing off Roberto Firmino way back in 2014. And I learnt my lesson. So I stopped short of writing him off. But I said I, I would have liked more in his first five games. But the last three or four games, he's, he's found his feet. He's a goal threat. He's strong. I love how good he is in the air. He wins everything in the air, nodding it on. But the confidence that he's showing since that goal against Newcastle, he hasn't looked back. I don't even know how many he's got in the last couple of games now, but it, what is it, three or four? Two today. He might even be on five. How happy are you with Cody Gakpo? And at the time, and you might join me in saying, when it wasn't looking like he hit the ground running, questions were, especially by Jamie Carragher in that video, watch it if you haven't seen why didn't Liverpool spend the Cody Gakpo money on a midfielder? 
today we seen why. I think it's a really good point. I think that um, Gakpo is the new Bobby Firmino. And I think we've seen that today with the link. Um, I remember Trav talking when United were linked with him about him being a link player, particularly. Um, and we're playing him centrally as a link player, which is really like. And it's almost like he's identified a top striker in Europe and gone. Bobby, the new boy who will come in and do the business in big games, will link the play, will make it very difficult for players to mark him. All of that stuff that Bobby does so cleverly that everybody's lauded for years. And he's basically took a few games to get going. Um, I think that's learning the system, learning the players, learning the, 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 the trends of movement that the players have and the the patterns of movement that we have in, within games and how we link. A lot of it's been done on the training field as well. But for me, I mean, he he is a new Bobby Firmino. So we're losing Firmino in the summer, which is absolutely, it's, it's part of it's heartbreaking. It really is because it feels like he is the system at points. And I think Klopp said that this week. But I think in Gapco, we've got an ample replacement who is going to very, very quickly become one of the best strikers in Europe and one of one of them players that people will be talking about for a long time to come. And I think um, it's going to be a great, great, great future for that lad. I really do. I think the way he links, particularly with Salah at points during the game, makes it very difficult for people to deal with him. Um, Nunes, Nunes looked a lot more controlled today as well, Scott, and I don't know what you think about that, but I think that Nunes was at times a little bit in his play, but he was a lot more disciplined. And it was like he'd be told to be on left, be disciplined, hold hold the space, don't try and do anything too crazy, don't get yourself sent off, don't do anything mad. You know what I mean? Because Nunes is a he's a, he's a crazy player. We know that he's got that in him already. I thought he was rubbish he, first half. Yeah, Every time he got he, the ball, it was one touch and then either give it away or play a, yeah. a crazy pass where he'd have been better turning on his heels himself. And running yeah, at the at Dallow. I think at points he was told to be contained. So he looked a little bit further back first half than he was second. Um, he was playing in a deeper role, I thought. I mean, I know obviously he's occupying that that forward area, but he was he was five or ten yards back at points as opposed to further up apart. Second half, he just went full riot mode and he just caused absolute bedlam again. Um, his pace is ridiculous as well. Absolutely so ridiculous. Bad. So they put they put Dallow on him, and I think that was probably the right decision to a point. But very quickly, the I don't know. I don't know. It's good. It's good if you've got Dallow on him because he's probably got more intelligence than Wambasaka. But Wambasaka is a better defender, and and Trav will probably know more about that than me. But I think Dallow's a better footballer. Wambasaka is a better defender. Yeah. I don't know what the answer is with Nunes because Nunes is. Absolute chaos. And when he started to go into full chaos mode in the second half, it caused real problems down that side. Whereas it'd been relatively calm in the first half and not a lot was going down that side. It was all going down the other side of the park. But when he went full on mad, mad way, it, it was it was crazy. It was mad to watch. Beautiful to watch it was. <laughs> Trav, mm. hindsight is the buzzword of the last hour. Um with hindsight, do you think Ten Hag 
got his selection wrong, would you have dropped in an Aaron Wambasaka? Would you have kept Bruno on the right or in the middle? Would you have gone with a 4-3-3 that I tempted this morning? As I said this morning, I thought the game was going to be won in wider areas. And that's where a lot of the damage was caused, obviously, from Liverpool in wider areas. Um, in terms of your fullbacks bombing on, I thought we were going to get space on the counter-attack. And that's where I thought we where the game would sort of be won and lost for either team. Um, in terms of Dallo, Wambasaka, um, I can understand why he's picked Dallo. I probably would have picked Wambasaka myself just because of the, that defensive quality ahead of Dallo. And I think Wambasaka has done sort of very well since he's sort of come back into the team. But I just think, alluding to what you two have been saying, I think we're, we're quite an emotional team. Like when things are going well, they go very well. But when they go bad, they go very bad as well. Like, And today was one of those days where we just got sucked into the atmosphere, didn't deal with it. A couple of goals, quick fire goals, like the goal just on half time, the goal just after half time. Like I said, everything that could have went wrong, went wrong today. The timing of the goals was bad. The, the organisation, once we went two and three down, like I said, we just didn't cope with the runners. I thought Harvey Elliott really, really um, sort of, kept Liverpool's attacks flowing really, really well. He surprised me. He really yeah. surprised me, his, Trav. His, his, ability, his ability to find space in that game yeah, yeah. was really key and he helped us control the game. Um, a more intelligent player than people give him credit for. And I know I know he's probably lacking a bit of pace and he's he, he can be seen as being somebody who's not influencing game at points, but... I thought today, I thought he was clever. He was finding spaces. He was winning a lot of tackles as well. And mm. um, he's he's a grafter. He he looks like he's a, he's a lad who will continue to put all the hard work in. Looks like he's a person who's working hard on the training field to improve his football. There's a talented football in there as well. He's got quick feet. Um, his influence in the game was massive and he caused... Particularly Casemiro, a lot of points, uh, a lot of problems at points in situations because Casemiro didn't know whether to go or not. And I was watching, I was watching Elliot a lot, and he's he's a really different type of player. And I think he caused them different problems. And I don't know whether that's been taught into him or whether that's his that's his nature and that's his natural ability. But he's in unusual spaces a lot of the time teams know how to deal with him in, in the right circumstances. I sort of said this a few weeks ago with Harvey Elliott, that I didn't think he was a wide player. I thought he needed to be a player that was in and around making things happen, getting a lot of touches and being on the ball and making things tick and, and sort of being that link between the midfield and the attack. And I thought he did that excellent today, especially in the second half from before I turned it off. I think... <laughs> I can imagine, mate. I can imagine. But yeah, um, from what I saw, he was getting, like you said, it, the pockets of space he was picking, he was picking up was unbelievable. And, and that's the negative thing about Fred. As much as his energy levels and his tenacity are brilliant, there's times where he wanders aimlessly and he tries to win the ball back too quick. And the first goal was a perfect example of that. So Dallow's gone in on Robertson and Fred can see Gappo out of his eye line. And instead of just saying, right, we'll play it on the outside 
I'm not bothered. As long as you don't play that ball inside me, that is fine. He should have let the ball or encouraged the ball to go to Gakpo's feet. But instead, he tries to go a couple of yards and close Gakpo down. And by that time that's happened, Gakpo's sort of gone near and spun in behind him. And Robertson's played the ball in behind him. Fred's just overcommitted. And he, and he does that quite a lot sometimes in games. But today was just the wrong game to be sort of overcommitting, not staying tight to Casemiro. And that's why Casemiro didn't know whether to stick or twist sometimes because he probably didn't feel that he had sufficient help around him all the time. And like I said, Bruno is, is I think Bruno's having a fantastic season. But again, when he gets emotive, when the chips are down at times, you want him to still have that same discipline, still tuck in, still make the numbers that you need in a game like that. And he just didn't do that today. So I think Casemiro probably find himself isolated a lot. Listen, big up to the guys. Sorry, OB. Uh, we had 12 watching just there. Big up to the guys. Let us know in the comments what you thought of the game. Gracie's back, and I think it is Joe Gracie, <laughs> OB. Man United are back. Super Hi, steel Joe, men right, up. Steel, <laughs> steel men going up. How you doing, Joe? <laughs> thanks for, thanks for uh, tuning in. I'm not sure if you'd have been tuning in if it was 7-0 to Man United, but I'm really glad you're here. Trav, <laughs> um, yeah. obviously you're hoping for a, a big bag man in the summer. Osserman, mm. Harry Kane, maybe will be going somewhere. It could be United. Uh, not for me, because he's nearly 30. But right now, would you have Gakpo? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I would. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, of course. Like with the form that he's Jack showing Poe, up. Jackpo yeah. playing where Veghorst is, Rashford on the left, Anthony on the right, or Sancho or Gonacho. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I think, I mean, like what, you said, Veg. Gone. I think that Veghorst is a, he's, he's a workhorse. He is a yeah, workhorse. He, he impressed me today, but, first half. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I think he, he covers a lot of the crap side of a job where he's got to chase people down. Um, but he's just... Boys, this isn't, this isn't white spirits, by the way. It's water. It's not white spirits, lads. <laughs> are, are you not are you not having a drink? You're not having a drink to celebrate? I will have one after, mate. I will have one after. If that was Jürgen Klopp, it'd be wine. Turning water into wine. 100% alcohol, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Bless you, mate. I tell, I tell um, you what, though. I mean, it's, it's like... Um, an absolutely massive day um but for Liverpool's season um yeah. oh, we have it, it isn't even our biggest win this season which is so weird considering Bournemouth the way the season nine, is because we won it or nine yeah, nil nine nil we pumped Bournemouth nine nil and it's like I do feel like at this the, the business end of the season we're in March and titles are won and lost and massive moves are won and lost at this point of the season we've obviously not had the best season and to turn that round today at a point where there's there's noise particularly from outside liverpool fans about clop out and all this nonsense where you you won't get it from me and you won't get it from scott you'll um, get it from trav well no i don't think you will i think Klopp, oh you uh, will think, <laughs> you're no, not in I, I, the group chat clop out I, I i honestly think that trav oh yeah you get it from me. that and it's gas it's gas a lot of it's gas so ultimately, at the end of the day, I mean, every time that guy's up against the ropes, or people think, "Oh, he's done," or "Oh no, he hasn't. He hasn't brought in the right players," and his team have lost a few games, and he's 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 got a few injuries, and he's struggling. 
he's found a way and he's now the longest serving manager in the league and he's he's just got it. He just knows what to do in these games. And I wasn't sure about the Elliott selection. I thought he maybe would have gone with Badge, um, if I'm being honest, before the game. Um, but in Klopp, we trust and I got it right. And Deaths, matches, Liverpool beating Man United and Anfield are the three things that are guaranteed in life, boys. <laughs> oh, it's, hang on a minute it's not joe gracie i'm like hi joe how are you it's quaz it's on his daughter's account gracie oh, right. <laughs> what up richard how are you doing quaz you okay you absolute nutter just say ellie doors it's quasi yeah, i was talking <laughs> to him yesterday Oh, he says Roy Keane Savage in United on Sky. Beautiful to see. I've got it on record. Uh, It's going to be a late night for me. Once I finish up on here, I'm probably going to watch the whole second half again. I'm not going to lie. All of the... Match of the day two. Match of the day two. And then I'll be on the group chat to Trav and Neil for about an hour. I'll be be long asleep by then, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And then early morning, get up tomorrow morning, watch Sky Sports News tomorrow morning, suck it all in again, li- li- listen to the listen to the United punters um, slagging off United, watching United fans walk out the ground again early. It's becoming a bit of a bore, really, to be honest. Yeah, you only get to bad, see 70, it? 80 minutes of a game against Liverpool. It's beautiful. The thing is, the best bit about it is that Bruno Fernandes wanted to walk out the, crowd, uh, out the ground early as well. Did you see him <laughs> waving and... Gary Neville said, I think he's asking to come off. Did you see it? Oh, no, you turned yeah. off, didn't you, Trav? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 I saw it, yeah. And Bruno was like this, and Gary Neville's like, he's asking to come off. I've never what, seen anything strange. like it. Wow. It's strange about Bruno Fernandes, and I think there is a bit of a problem in there. He's, there is a great footballer, and I, I'm not denying that in any way, shape, or form. What I would say is that you've got to flip that back and go, the guy moans a lot. And that's a negative connotation for the team. Yeah, but and that gives lot... the opposition a boost, doesn't it? Because as soon as I've and seen him yeah. going mad and going in the yeah. mood, I thought, we've got you. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, and you see a little bit of it in Anthony, and then it spreads throughout the team, and Shaw's hacking people. And I think, you boys have, lot, have, have lost it. You know what I mean? And you look back at people like um, Varane and Casemiro, I don't think they've ever lost 7 0 in their careers. I really don't. I can't imagine. Varane or Casemiro have ever lost 7 0 careers. And what are they thinking right now? They've walked into a game probably thinking, more than 50 50 chance of winning this. We're probably 60 40 in our favour. We go here, we, we input ourselves. And then they've gone, right, OK, we're going to time waste from the start. And they're going, but we're Man United. We should be going and winning football games because they've come from Real Madrid with that mentality. And I imagine that's a bit of a reality check for them today. And they're probably thinking to themselves, this isn't right. You know what I mean? So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back from that. But see, to me, that a bit of that is on Ten Hag. We've obviously already touched on it a bit. With him discounting the effect of Anfield, saying it's still airing the ball and whatever it else is. If we get up to 20 viewers, I'm probably going to read out again. Sorry, Trav. No, no. (laughs) But um, to me, that comes from Ten Hag in his team selection. Like you say, United are flying. So they've obviously come to Anfield, set up the way they've set up the last 10 games with a, a slight variation of Bruno on the left. But they've come to get a result. More fool them, they got absolutely turned over. But is it a worry, Trav? And I know there'll be no definitive answer from you. Is it a worry yeah. that this might be the start of a kind of burnout 
because that second half from United was absolutely pathetic, especially mm. considering half your team were uh, rested on Wednesday. That'll be a worry for him, like that we folded the way we folded for sure. It'll be a worry. I don't think, it, I don't think it was a case of burning out. Like from a physical element, I don't think it's that we couldn't like physically match you. It's that we we the belief went at 2-0 the belief went we didn't feel we could win the game and normally when when you you go 2-0 or 3-0 down in a game and and a team wants to take their foot off the gas and just see that game out that's what most teams will do in the league do you know if if that was city or even like i can't i can't think of another team let's say newcastle you went 3-0 down away at newcastle they they, they don't try and get fours five sixes and sevens they don't do that Liverpool will try and rip you to shreds, and and that's what they did. That that's just how Klopp doesn't know any other way apart from blasting a team. You've done that to many a side. Do you know what I mean? And I know City can score six, but it's a different kind of rip apart. I can't explain. I can't explain what I'm trying to say. What I'm saying is, I'm feeling when you're Man United, if Liverpool smell blood, you cannot give up in that game because you'll be on the end of a hide. Do you know what I mean? And that's exactly what happened today. We gave up at 2 or 3 nil. We decided that we wanted to switch off and stop running because they, we felt that the game was over and Liverpool did the opposite. They saw Manu folding, crumbling, going into the shell. That gave Liverpool more comf confidence and impetus to just go and rip us apart. And that's exactly what happened. So It's not just that though, is it, Trav? Like the, the crowd must have demanded it from the season we've had so far. They must have been mm. saying, don't take the foot off the gas. And rightly so, we didn't. It's Man United. We had a chance to make history today. And but that, we obviously did. But that's what Matthew I mean. Rodwell, like, um... Sorry, Matthew Rodwell's in, in the comments. OB's mic cuts out 25% of the time. Another 75% would be perfect. <laughs> you only want to hear 25% of what he's saying, Matty. But big shout out to Matty. I hope you've got us on the big screen in your new plush entertainment room. Big up to Matty. Matty Mackay, if he's still with you, let me know if Matty Mackay's still there. Joshua, Jude, my barber, let me know how he's a feeling, boys, because that was an absolute riot. Absolutely riot. run over you, steamrollered you. Let us know your thoughts. And uh, yeah, basically, first half, you must have thought you were right in it. And then second half, Trav didn't even watch the full Um the full game. The Salah goal in off the bar, just like when I heard Salah from Martin Tyler and I didn't even see it fully go in, mate. My TV just went black. I thought I just nearly took my TV off the wall and threw it. I was like, that's enough for me. That was me yesterday <laughs> when uh, when Reese Nelson scored that winner for Arsenal. I was like, Rah! throwing the remote at the TV. Couldn't believe it. Um, but listen, back to Liverpool, I, I I can't stop eulogising over the players. Ob, it's done, dusted now. Kanate is Van Dijk's centre back partner now. I've put it to bed about Joel Matip. I'm his biggest fan. Kanate and Van Dijk for the rest of the season, fit and functional. Yes, please. He was like a brick wall today. Speed, power, height. He had everything. Yeah, he did. He's he's, he's a great player, isn't he? He's got um. Massive amount of ability as well. He he just he reads the game well. He's growing every game, and um, he's a beast. He's an absolute beast. He just looks like he's just going to get better and better and better. Um, I think that the whole back four done really well. And a bit of a shout out to Trent as well. 
Trent was identified as somebody who was the weakness in the team and they talked about it a lot before the game. Um, Trent had a really good game. He controlled controlled um, the, the threat down his side really well and he also caused United a lot of problems going back. He went on the front foot, done what he does best. Um, apparently that guy can't defend, but I'm sure I see him poke a ball off it. I think it was offside anyway, off uh, Rashford's foot. You know what I mean? And it's, it's moments like that will give that guy a lot more confidence to go forward and belief in, in what he's doing because he, he he was brilliant today as well. I think that whole back four is 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 fantastic. We're just going to get better. We're just going to get better from this point forward. Hopefully. I just pray that you stay fit for the rest of the season. We've got 16 people watching now. People must have stopped watching Sky Sports, Graham Souness, Roy Keane. They're tuning in to see what the onto the ball boys are saying so really appreciate guys thank you don't forget to give it a like and a subscribe if you're new to the channel back in the comments arverse arverse how you doing mate i've not seen you in the chat for three or four months good to see you liverpool gave a hint to what we might expect against madrid i can't see it mate not not in the burnabout i cannot see it congrats on 1000 subs by the way big up brother thank you, thank you so much we're, we're buzzing not just with today's result me and ob but yeah the way the channel's going and growing it's ace um i can't see us doing anything like that in the bernabeu can you ob and no. i don't want to tempt in it's not going to happen but if ever there's a team that could with the likes of gakpo <laughs> look at trash face salah you just don't know you Nunes, just don't know in liverpool mate i've seen stranger things on mate. absolute on, flames on if there's ever a quick team. Day everything. i've seen it all mate. I, I i can't see it i can't see it simply because i think that real madrid are Masters of the Champions League. The only sort of thing that I see is the fact that they're, they're not doing that well domestically. They lost, weird, the, they lost in the they lost in the what did they lose in the cup to uh, to Barcelona in the first leg, um, Copa del Rey, and um, and that was in the Bernabeu. So there is an opening. I think we've just we need to be lucky on the night, um, but I think they've got too much going forward for us. I really do. Our versus just put it down to pure maths, and I love maths. Um, look, Barca beat Madrid in the Bernabeu without Lewandowski or Pedri, and United won against Barca, and Liverpool beat Man U 7-0. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, you're telling me, so you're telling me there's a chance. Get the there's a off. chance, you know? yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get the Dumb right. Dumber meme out. So there's a chance. <laughs> Um, but listen, that's another another day that is. Let's get straight back onto Liverpool, Man United. Yeah, Trav, you happy with that? Not really. Hey, I tell you what, if there's one thing... More than I'm happy noticed, to talk about Real Madrid. More than happy, mate. <laughs> those that are eagle-eyed know that I've paid homage to the Liverpool of 1920 um, by wearing the league-winning shirt off the back of that result because that was like vintage Liverpool under Jurgen Klopp. But this morning, Travis had a Man United top on in the stream You'll notice today he's taken it off. So. I hung it up. I hung it Guys. up. That's all. That's all. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't chuck it on the floor. Know, is, there, is there burn marks on it? Yeah, a little bit. Burn marks. <laughs> you set fire to it. I mean, the, the, the thing is, right, there's still only three points for Liverpool. And to put some sort of tempering onto it, and you've no, got to do that. No, don't temper it. No, no, you have. You have. You have, you have ultimately helped the goal difference out. Oh, Three indeed. points. 
it's it's destroyed United's title challenge because there, there was one apparently. Um, <laughs> it's it's put us in a very very good good position going into March. We're up to fifth. Um, I think I think top four is looking a, a real opportunity now, considering the season we had. So it's got vibes of about a free hit. It really is a free hit, and I think if we can go there, get the first goal, it might be game on. But I very much doubt it. Um, but it's all about getting into the top four now, and I think I think we can do it. I think with the, what we've seen today, the way we've dismantled a team that were going for the title, the way we've dismantled the team that was supposedly cooking up a storm and going to be the next big thing and a team that's on the up with a manager who's going to do this, that and the other. I think it really shows that um, we're going into the last two months of the season, we're going to be in a really, really strong position. And if we can take that confidence, take that performance level, um, I think I think we'll be okay, Scott. And I think that's Listen. where I am with it. You two know me probably better than anyone in terms of football chat, which is why this podcast is up and running for the last six months. I'm either all in or I'm all out. Suspected bipolar, maybe. We're in top four, OB. It's happening. Who is going to stop us realistically? Spurs are god-awful. Newcastle can't score. They're falling away. No one is going to stop us getting top four. We've got the bit between our teeth now. Five clean sheets in a row, scoring goals for fun, players coming back from injury. Top floor, top four is nailed on. <laughs> there you go. Our verse is, to Love be honest, it. no one was expecting United to lose and even lose this badly. I did, our verse. I predicted a 2-1 Liverpool win on my Super 6. OB, do you still do Super 6? No, I didn't. But this morning I was saying to... Um... So on the way over to my son's game, my son played at um, midday. So we way over to his game and I said uh, his team would win 6-0 and Liverpool win 2-0. And what happened was pretty much the reverse, that Harvey's team won 2-0 <laughs> and Liverpool won 7-0. So I wasn't quite right, but I wasn't far right, close. you know what I mean, in the goals. Very, very close. Two clean sheets, <laughs> so I'm happy. That's it. My man Josh is back in the comments. True Guna, big up Josh. We're coming for you, Josh. I'm telling you, Arsenal, we are coming for you. If you play the same way you did tonight against us at Anfield, we'll be in for a great game. Yeah, See, great game. here we go. We've got the Arsenal tuning in now. They've still got one eye on that fixture coming to Anfield. And I agree with you. I fully expect a performance against Arsenal to maybe throw a bit of shade on your title charge. And... I'm going to call it. I'm going to call it. We're going to beat Arsenal at Anfield. Oh, yeah, we are. And I, think, I, think, I think everybody knows that. It's already... It's already decided. I think Arsenal at Anfield, I mean, you go right back to 89, you might get something. But overall, we, we, we'll blow them away. We'll blow them away. The team of the last sort of six years will destroy them. And they'll come there full of confidence, thinking of this, thinking of that. And uh, we dismantle teams like that, don't we, Trav? <laughs> Listen. Travis has always said that he rates Fabinho and he doesn't know what is going wrong with him. He can't be finished at 29. I'm starting to agree. I think Fabinho might be back, Obi. The last Number couple of games, yeah. he's 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 like Fabinho of old. I don't know what's happened for the first six months of the season and I don't want to tempt fate and jinx it, but I think Fabinho is back. 
this is what I was trying to say to you boys that the drop off was unacceptable. You're in a false position, like the drop off from where you sh- were to where you are now just should not have happened the way it has been. Like, I know you've had injuries and stuff like that and players are coming back, but a lot of that team that you had out today, you've had fit a lot of the season. I know Gapo's come in January, but there's not anyone besides Canarte, really. And obviously Van Dyke, the Van Dyke injury was huge. Do you know what I mean? The Van Dyke injury was massive, I think, personally. But I think a lot of that team you've had out there. So there's no reason. Obviously, today has a bit of an extra edge. It does, like playing Man United coming to town. You've got a point to prove, massive point to prove in today's game. And you saw that with the performance. But I it think was the best thing we said, wasn't it, Trav? And it's easy to say it in these games and the Merseyside derby. Form goes out the window in these games. Yeah. And there's never been anything truer than that. United are the form team and Liverpool are apparently struggling. And look at the way it's turned out. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, you were no, you're right. But you, you were slightly resurgent. Like I said, barring the Crystal Palace game where you kept the clean sheet, it wasn't the best performance. It was a little bit flat, apparently. I didn't watch the game. But the other the, the Newcastle game, you you more or less was really comfortable in that game. The Everton game, really, really simple. And then obviously today's game, and I forgot who you played in between then. Who did you play in between us and Crystal Palace? We beat Wolves. We beat Wolves as well. So, yeah, you'd, yeah. you'd been slowly but surely sort of coming back, playing your way back into form. And today's game was huge. Like you said, the atmosphere, we didn't cope with that atmosphere today. And we didn't cope with the occasion and the challenge that was presented to us. And when we went behind in the game, especially at 2-0, I've said this loads of times, but we really struggled to cope with the intensity and, and the remainder of the game with about, obviously, the, you scored one minute into the second half. Do you know what I mean? There was still a full half of football left. And with the amount of effort and the amount of running and the amount of closing that we still had to do in that game, it's not that we didn't want to do it. We just believed that you would take your foot off the pedal and the game would just peter out. But you you weren't on that today. You you literally wanted to take the whole carcass, everything, all the kidneys, every single organ out of us. And you did that. Do you know what I mean? You skinned us alive. And, we, and we'll be hurting. And like I said, Tenog will be worried because to see the capitulation the way it did with a team that's been going in the right direction with so much positivity... He'll be worried with how we folded today. Do you know what I mean? There'll be an inquest into that. I'm sure there will be. There has to be. Do you know what I mean? Because you can't fold the way we did. I know there's the Anfield atmosphere and it is special and it can be special on occasions and stuff like that. And depending on obviously the enormity of the game. But he will be scratching his head, not thinking how it's happened, but just more the question, how have you sort of let that happen? And and a lot of those players today, and, and I'm partly the manager, they, they would have let the fans down today. Um, so there's there's going to be a huge response required against Betis on Thursday. Apologies if you can hear all that laughter. It's my kids in the living room. They might actually be watching the second half back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, look, apologies. I, I don't want to leave the poddy and tell them to be quiet because uh, yeah. their kids just j- just, a, just a quick shout. If anyone on, in my household um is uh listening to this potty can you get me another beer please because i need <laughs> fuel him up um, kids fuel him up trav Absolutely. um i was going to ask you something and it's just gone out of my mind yes, oh man. yeah that was it this morning in the live you sold me a red herring you told me oh. there was a late fitness test on varan and shaw and i thought oh, i hope i hope they're out 
Now you when I seen the lineup, yeah. <laughs> when I seen the lineup, my heart sunk a little bit. I thought, obviously, yeah. Casemiro back in. He's been incredible this season. Veghorst, Rashford, Bruno. It was full strength. Yeah, so you're slightly worried after that Anfield tumble dryer that you're a little bit further away from a title charge than you might have thought you were, or is that just a one-off game that you got absolutely smashed and you move on? No, because like. If you think of where Arsenal are and they're top of the league, they're three years into a project. So mm. where I think we will be in three years, I expect us to be properly challenging for the league. Like nobody expected us to even finish in the top four this year, let alone challenge for the league. So it's not any great shakes. The big disappointment is the way we've lost the game today. Do you know what I mean? We can go to Anfield no matter what and lose a game. You can lose a game 2-0, you can lose a game 2-1 at Anfield, 3-0. To lose 7-0 against any team is awful, really. But to lose 7-0 to Liverpool is just devastating. Do you know what I mean? That, this is going to take me a couple of days to recover with some good food, broccoli, plenty of veg, flush out the system. I'm going to need to flush the system out like these players are, mate. Because like I said, it that, that hurt today, mate. It really And mute, mute the WhatsApp group chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, but How there, there just won't be much for me to say. How uh, do you feel about Salah? Because he seems to score goals against us, and he seems to always produce a performance against you. I, I don't know if is it is it ten in the last six games? Was eleven in the last six games? I, I can't Maybe. remember what the the stat was. But that guy always seems to turn up against us and cause you absolute bedlam. Game in, game out, and I know you got a victory over us uh, against us early in the season. And it was well-deserved in a tight affair. But the team need to find a way to deal with Salah. And is it someone who's very much like Fernando Torres when you had um, you had Vidic? Is it someone that's in that defensive, defenders and, and the whole team's head, do you think? No. And do you think do, it's can, someone that they can't deal with? Can I answer that for Trav? Yeah, and, go on. Um, and, and he might agree with me, he might not. It was the fact that Gakpo and Nunes harnessed their inner Firmino and Mane. It was one of them. If they tried to double up on Salah, the other two were on so much form, especially second half, that they couldn't possibly give Salah any any extra cover because we were just tearing them apart. And I mentioned it in a, a couple of potties ago that our greatest asset, apart from the midfield, is that if you cover the right, the left will hurt you. If you cover the left, the centre will hurt you. So when it was Salah just on his own and we had um, Oxlade-Chamberlain on the left, member against Nottingham Forest, yeah. and, you know, players of that calibre, of course Salah's going to look less effective. But now we've got a, a fire in front three. Hopefully this is the start of Salah finding a bit more form, which sounds crazy because he's still getting the numbers, but he's been kind of out of form in a way. Uh, yeah, I, I think... Go on, mate. Go on. No, no, go on. After you. After you, Trav. No, I just think um, when Mourinho... Obviously, Mourinho didn't have much success with Man United when he went to Anfield, but he used to get ridiculed. Everybody used to say we used to play a back seven when we when we used to go to Anfield with Mourinho teams, with the wingers sort of doubling up with the full-backs to stop Salah. I think what Liverpool di did really well today and have done on occasions against Man United is they're able to get Salah isolated against the full-back. And that's the key. Like, 
if Rash Rashford naturally isn't going to help, and same with Anthony, Anthony even more so. Rashford's capable of it, of it. Anthony even less so, in terms of doubling up and helping a fullback against the winger. Now, what I think you did again, as Scott just mentioned, with Gakpo being able to drop in and Nunes sort of really stretching the pitch, it left Salah isolated against Shaw, and that was always going to be trouble. Even if he played against Malassia, it would have been. I think Malassia maybe would have stood a better chance because of the pace, but. What Salah's got, like you said, is not only has he got blistering pace, he has the ability to change direction very quickly and go either way. And his right foot's not that bad either. Do you know what I mean? He can go either way and absolutely destroy. And I think that's what the key is. The isolation of the wide players against the fullbacks today was scary. And like you said, Fred's got to be overhelping. Rashford's got to be back. Sometimes, it, like what you were doing, when you defended, when Rashford got the ball, there was three people around him. It didn't matter what three it was. Sometimes you just got to sacrifice your shape a little bit just to say, right, you've got to look after the threat and you've got to treat players differently sometimes. And I don't think we did that today. I think we just... Just, just saw Salah as one of the other players, and you've got to give him a little bit of special treatment. And today we just let we just gave him too much room, and he just went right. As simple as that. I'm just going to jump in the comments. The unexamined life. How you doing, mate? You okay? I'm sure we follow each other on Twitter. A big red. Uh, cheers for tuning in. Imagine we'd have bought some midfielders last summer. See, this is the thing. Obviously, when we're riding a, a great result like this, OB, all of a sudden, the defence looks like it's sorted for a couple of years. I know Van Dijk's going to be 32 soon, but Canate, Trent, Robertson had a great game. The front three are coming alive. Gakpo's settling into how we play. We've got Diaz to come back. Nunes is a problem. Salah is vintage Salah. He's still only 30. Hopefully, he's got another three or four years left at the top. All of a sudden, you add in a couple of new midfielders. Are we on a title charge again, or am I absolutely insane? <laughs> what I would say is you're probably uh, high on the result from today. However, <laughs> what you're saying is essentially correct. Um, I, what I, would, I mean, the, the only thing I'd say off the back of that as well is that teams don't win titles, squads do. And I think that's going to show in the next couple of weeks with what we're seeing in the title race this year. Um, and it's about having 17, 18, 19 players who are able to do the business week in, week out, rather than just 11, 12, 13. Um, let's see what happens over the next uh, few months um, and into the summer. But I think that with a couple of really good midfielders in there, I think we're a different proposition again. Um, it'll be interesting as well to see how they manage off the, obviously they've got the, the Jota, Diaz, players like that coming back in. Firmino saying he's leaving in the summer. I imagine he'll probably go out and look for another striker again. Um, and how they balance that through. Um, because Klopp's, Klopp's clearly got a plan. Gapco was part, part of that plan. And um, Diaz, Diaz was brought in last, last January and obviously had an instant impact. Interesting to see what he does in the short, medium and long term, because I think that we could see something very, very special from this Liverpool team again, based on that second half and based on the way that they just absolutely went for the jugular time after time after time. And it looked like they were they were really back at it. And that was really interesting to see. 
And I'm sure that was to reward the fans, reward Anfield for this wretched season we've had. Like Trav said, we smelled blood and, and there was no way we weren't going for four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Well, that's that, that's the benchmark now from now to the rest of the season. I think Liverpool have sort of set their own standard from how you've got to finish the season in terms of every performance. Obviously, tactically or change from game to game, depending on who the opposition is. But there's no excuse for that level of intensity from now to the end of the season. Like you said, especially if you go out of Europe, you you, you can have a straight run out at those last 13 games now. Do you know what I mean? And and from now to the end of the season, like you said, you've got a chance of the top four now. You put yourself right back in the mix. With that level of performance, it's going to put your favourites to finish in the top four. I, I can't deny that at all. Spurs are wobbling. Newcastle can't get consistent results. You've got Brighton and we're just un underneath you who have got a game in hand, but they will drop points. You know Brighton will drop points. We've seen Liverpool put long runs of wins together. Do you know what I mean? You're unbeaten now in five. Can you go another five? You won't put it past you after beating United. This was the start of a run. I think you've got some tough fixtures coming up, like Man City. I think you've still got to play. You've still got to play Arsenal. But today, on today's performance, who, who would sort of bet against you, especially the, the home games now? Tails are going to be up. That last 10 games, them fans are going to give you a right push. And I can see you getting the top four now, to be honest. I think I can see you getting in the top four. I didn't think so 10, 10 no, games didn't. ago. But the way you performed today, certainly, and, and what you've done over the last four or five games, especially even in that first 20 minutes against Real Madrid, I saw signs of you like slowly coming back to the levels that you sort of set yourself. And I would I would expect you to sort of get fourth place. OB, fourth place? Sounds amazing. I'll take it right now. I'll take it. If they're offering it up, we rode it off, it. didn't we? I, I yeah, can't remember what stream yeah. it was after. I think it might have been after we got smashed by Brighton 3 0, maybe, or Wolves 3 0. We said that's top four gone now. Yeah, I still think it's going to be tight, um, but it does put us in, in good stead going into them, that, that, them remaining fixtures. I think going away to Man City is a really tough game for us. Um, I'd be surprised if we got anything out of that. If we got a draw out of that, I'd be absolutely delighted. I think um, Arsenal at home is obviously going to be a tough one. I do believe we'll win that game. And it's a, and like Trav said, it's about winning the home games and trying to pick as much as you can up, up, up on the road and then go from there, really, because um, I think that it's a team that uh, seem rejuvenated. Um, whatever Klopp's done over the past sort of month or so seems to have changed the way we are. And let's not forget that in the first half against Real Madrid, we were sensational. Yeah. points um and it was 45 minutes of bad football um against that excellent excellent team who just really took us took us to the cleaners and sometimes you've got to accept that you know what i mean and uh I, that's what i would say to Trav today is 45 minutes of bad football don't make the season and that that's something that obviously ten hag's got to quickly get across to the players even though there'll be a lot of disgruntled united fans see united fans walking out early today as yeah. well um they were really quiet today as well just an aside yeah, even at even at the start of the game didn't hear them on the telly at all it was like tentative they seemed worried they didn't seem themselves um they normally got quite a lot to sing for themselves and they normally make a lot of noise didn't hear them whether it be the liverpool fans have silenced them and they just didn't fancy the game from the start and they saw something in the team that they didn't like i don't know but um it was strange, strangely subdued, subdued because I've been to Liverpool United at Anfield and 
United normally give it absolutely stacked, um, win, lose a draw, and um, that wasn't the case today, which is strange. What a day, lads. We're going to wrap it up there. What a day. I've got to go. <laughs> yes, I've got to go and watch the uh, the after the post match. Yeah, I'm going to watch the post match too. You could you could watch the last Tunis. few minutes as well. Watch the last few minutes as well, Trav. Get on them. And you can see the last three goals, mate. Um, the game. Did Jurgen Klopp well, give it the fist bumps? I presume he did. I don't know. I didn't get to that yeah, point. We all jumped to that here. point. I was too busy, too busy being all excited and running around the house and stuff. So, <laughs> oh, look. And just like that, my beer arrives. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I bet that's my boy Oscar, isn't it? <laughs> well, I think Oscar went down to Harvey and Harvey's brought it up to me. Is it like just so sweet? I love the O'Brien boys. Well in. Look after guys. Um, but yeah, listen, what a day. Um, thanks to everyone that's tuning in or made it this far. Put it on Facebook for all, all our friends to to tune in and, and know that we've got our own channel. Um, it's been a good stream. Thanks for those that come in the comments. What a day. Liverpool 7, Manchester United 0. Pinch hey. yourself, OB. Have an early night, Travis. This has been an incredible day. I literally cannot believe it's happened. So, like you say... Bask in it tonight, OB. Watch match of the day two. Watch Sunis, Roy Keane, Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville. And for everyone else, we are going to see you on the next podcast. I don't know when it will be. We're doing a, quite a few of these lives now, so there's going to be no Monday night analysis. Uh, we'll probably see you towards the towards next weekend. We'll do a, a preview for the weekend. And uh, yeah, Travis, OB, and anyone watching, have a great week. And we'll see you on the next one. Cheers, Over boys. and out. Ten hogs at the wheel. <laughs> <laughs>